episode four. That's right. Of passions. Episode four. Episode four. But we're still in the same day. day. Yeah. So so far, I, I think I'm doing pretty well on our bet. Of right. How, how many episodes will it take to go through one day? Because it is the nighttime of day one. Right. And I said it would be five, maybe six episodes. And I have overshot it by yeah, you basically like twice now. I said it'd be like But nine. we don't know. Like this night could go on forever. I could. But I think it were Sheridan is being treated because she just had her car crash yeah. in, the, in tunnel, the same tunnel where Princess died. That Princess died, died. Passed away. Right. Yes. So she is now in the hospital and it opens up and Gwen, Ethan's girlfriend, is there and is asking about Sheridan and then Sheridan's supposed boyfriend introduces Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. Yeah. But that doesn't seem real. Well, I think he is her boyfriend. You just think he's a player? Well, and she's so unlucky in love. Right. right. So I think I think he probably is her boyfriend. He just sucks because Sheridan is unlucky in love, but the truth is she just doesn't know how to pick men because she comes from a terrible family. Right. Of terrible men. Yeah, which we will talk about later. Yeah. Her brother is an asshole. Julian. Um, yeah, so Jean-Luc is a player because then later in the episode, he gets on the phone and he calls a woman named Mimi. Well, what happens is, he's in the room with Sheridan, who's like in a coma. He takes a phone call. Like, right. or no, he says he, he says to Gwen, I have to work. Right. So I'll be back later. I'll come back tomorrow. And Gwen's like, really? And he's like, yeah, I, I, I've got a meeting. Sorry, I've got a meeting. Sorry, my girlfriend's in a coma, but I have to go to this meeting. I have a meeting. So he goes out into the waiting room and makes a phone call to someone. He says, hello, darling, and I'm all yours for the night, Mimi. Right. Mimi. So, yeah, it sounds like he's two-time in Sheridan. Right. But if that is the case, and he is two-time in Sheridan, then that kind of reverses the curse that she thinks is happening because she thinks that if she's if she's finally found love, then 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 that means she's going to die because that's what happened to her friend Diana, right? So if she hasn't actually found real love, then she won't die. Yeah, yeah, but she she like kind of made all this up in her head anyway. Like the reason she crashed in that tunnel was because she was speeding. Right. Like she was speeding for no reason. Well, she had to outrun all two of the paparazzi. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> she she crashed her car because she wanted to crash her car. Because mm. she wants to be Princess Diana, but mm. she ain't no Princess Diana. Mm. Okay. Okay. I just, I don't know. Sheridan is so frustrating to me in these first few episodes. I'm already so annoyed with her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Jean-Luc is maybe two-timing her. Mm. And 
and he leaves the hospital, and Sheridan is in a coma, it looks like. Yeah. So That's basically Sheridan's storyline. Yeah. Um, so we move on to Teresa. Teresa. To Teresa and Teresa. Uh, the Lopez Fitzgerald family. Right. So their scene kind of opens up with Luis and Miguel not doing a great job of playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an excuse. That was just an excuse for the, the director, the producers, to have Luis not wear a shirt. Right. That's all that was. That's what that was, yeah. That the hit, He did not wear a shirt this entire episode. Right. <laughs> he kind of wore like half a shirt. He wore a vest. It looked like he had what started out as like a zip-up hoodie. Yeah, and, and the sleeves. became like a tattered pair of rags. They, shut the, they cut the sleeves off and... It's unzipped. Yeah. He did not have on a shirt the yeah. entire time. I, what, yeah. Which I ain't complaining, because Luis is fine. Luis is fine. It kind of looked like, um, you know, Aladdin and his little, like, vest? Exactly. It looked That's like exactly that. That's exactly what it was. Like, it was too short and too small, and there was no front. Street and you could see... Street rats. I don't buy that. Why were you such disparate keys, girl? <laughs> okay. Anyway, going on. Going oh, on. my God. Um, oh, and they're playing, so they're playing basketball, and the funniest music came on. It's like to try and tell us, like, these two guys are really good at basketball. Yeah. And yeah. they're so hot, and these are two leading men. Yeah, it was, it, it was, was it wasn't great. But then we see Teresa and Whitney in Teresa's bedroom. Right. And <laughs> my favorite thing, Whitney says to Teresa, like, you need to, you need to get a grip, girl, like. Look at your room. It's a shrine to fashion and unrealistic dreams. <laughs> I loved that. What else is a room for? I love that. A, a shrine. shrine to fashion and unrealistic dreams. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. That's a great line. It is. The writers must have poured over that line. They thought that was good. Long and hard about it. But what else is a teen girl's bedroom for? Yeah, I mean, you know, like you, like when you're a kid, when you're young, you should be like having unrealistic dreams and kind of shooting for the stars and exploring the things that you're passionate about that your passions are your passion for life <laughs> yeah but you should probably be doing that and maybe, maybe I mean, yeah I is she psychotic yes she's uh, she's delusional she's psychotic okay. I wouldn't say but she's okay. yeah, but she's definitely <laughs> delusional yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's obsessed with Ethan Crane. Ob- obsessed? Um, Why are you so obsessed with me? Alright, this is a musical episode of Passion <laughs> Podcast. She's obsessed with Ethan Crane. She's obsessed with her provocative pink nail color. Oh yeah, her mom brings home a bag of like used magazines and a piece of, and not a piece, a bottle of uh, provocative pink nail polish. Yeah. And she's so excited about this nail polish. It's- the it's hottest like, color of the season. It's the hottest color of the season. Provocative pink. Yeah. Not like she wasn't excited about the brand, just the right. specific color. Yeah. I mean, obviously the color counts, but like I know nail, like nail brands. brands. Yeah, I don't like, know, like specific colors. I don't know the colors. Yeah. I mean, I know if it's blue or pink, but I don't know if it's provocative pink. But she's super into fashion, as you can tell by her scrunchie. And I'm not, as you can tell by myself. Yeah, you can tell by, as you can tell by my snuggie. Thank God this is not a visual medium. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like we should do videos, though. Oh, no. (laughs) Maybe once we get out of quarantine and start taking care of ourselves. No, this is the time. Anyway, no, we'll we'll talk more about about that later. later. (laughs) We're getting off topic again. So, uh, 
they talk about Teresa's ridiculous dreams. Um, meanwhile, over at the, uh, what was their last? Bennett's. The Bennett's. The Bennett family house. Grace Bennett. Oh, Sam Bennett. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Tabitha is lurking with a plate of cookies <laughs> beneath the kitchen window of the Bennett home. <laughs> listening very intently. And she comes oh. in and, and, uh, the Bennett's and Eve, and TC, Eve Russell and TC. Yeah. Eve's all, husband's name is TC. TC. We figured it out. Yes. Um, are talking about Grace. Everybody's concerned about Grace. And she says, well, I think she's just overworked. She's just overtired. Um, and then Eve gives her a random bottle of pills. But we should trust her. She's a doctor. It, like... But she would lose her license for something like that. You can't just hand out bottles of pills. You you are not a pharmacist, sis. Like, were they levitation pills? I hope so. <laughs> I, well, I wrote down actually um, that Grace is on top of her blankets and then levitates after taking Eve's random pills. That's right, folks. Grace fucking levitates and flies out the bedroom window. So Grace goes to bed and she's asleep on her bed. On, her on bed. top of the... On, I mean, she's presumably in bed for the night. And she's on top of the comforter, which drove me insane. Yeah. I'm like, who does that? Right. What kind of psychopath? On, if, a, on a completely made bed. Yeah. A completely made bed. So she begins to... Levitate. Levitate, truly. <laughs> truly levitate. And so she's floating through the air for a good long while. Like, yeah. we cut back from scene to scene and come and back she was to... Still she's still floating. Mm -hmm. And then she floats out of her bedroom window mm -hmm. down to our mysterious angel who's yeah. swinging on a swing in her backyard. Yeah. Was she in her yard or Tabitha's yard? She was in her yard. Okay. Because Tabitha's in her own yard listening in. Listening. Oh, yeah. She's on the other side of the hedge. Right. Now she's moved. She's still in her crouching position, but this time she has moved to an adjacent hedge so she can spy. Because I just now learned that Tabitha does not know what's going on. I kind of maybe assumed that Tabitha knew a little bit more, like, because it was clear that she has some kind of history with this little angel. So I thought maybe she was aware of what was to come but at the very end she uh she she basically was like we're gonna find out what what's going on here yeah i think tabitha has an idea like they're trying basically what i think is that it's kind of a battle between good and evil and this this uh angel is the good and tabitha is like the evil or represents the evil mm -hmm. and i think that the um, angel has some sort of plan mm -hmm. to defeat Tabitha, but Tabitha doesn't know what that plan gotcha. is. Yeah, right. So that she, like she she knows what the angel's there for. She right. just doesn't know how she's gonna go about doing what she needs to do to save everyone's souls. Mm -hmm. Remember, right? Oh, one more note on Tabitha. The name of her doll is Jimmy. Right? Timmy. 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 And. Good God, do I hope he comes to life. I hope he does, too. I she hope was he comes sewing to her doll today. She, she was sewing her doll he's together. He's coming together, yeah. right? He, he looks more and more real. Yeah, that's why I was... Because before he was dismembered and creepy, and now he's becoming one. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
I hope, I hope it's we got have got a like, clothes, got a nice little yeah, bow tie. It's super like, cute. I want like a little Pinocchio, but then let's go past puppet into real boy territory, like yeah. sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, ready for it. Yeah. So Tammy and Tabitha, we will be seeing more of them. Don't uh, you, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Okay. Um, so sh- can we go back to, um, the, you can go back to anything you want. What are they? The. Lopez Fitzgeralds. Let's go back to them because we got some really good um, information. Information, like little crumbs of information. Right, right. Apparently, there's another brother. Antonio, yeah. And you know what? I used to watch this show religiously, and I did not know. Like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. And, like, as I'm thinking, I'm trying to think back through it, I'm trying to figure out if that ever comes up again. Mm-hmm. But I honestly did not know they had another brother, Antonio. But now that I think about it, it does sound some sort of familiar. But I don't know. And then the, the husband right. slash father is, is maybe dead, maybe not. It seems like, so the father and the other son, Antonio, are missing. Um, and it seems like Luis is presuming that they are dead. But Pilar is Keep, is keeping hope alive. She's keeping hope alive. She's she's burning her candle every night for them. Right. And they get into a little bit of a tiff at the dinner table because Luis wants them to refinance the house so that they can have a um, lower what is it lower payment on like their mortgage because the interest rate would be lower. Okay. But they have to get her husband's name off the deed, and the only way to do that would be. Because he can't co-sign on this or something. Um, I don't know anything about legalese or. Homing. I don't think the people in Passions did either. Yeah, I, so like, I, it's, I feel like that's made up. It might be, but anyway. So the whole the, this whole premise right now in the storyline though is that in order to get his name off the lease or the deed, he they would either a have to declare him dead or b Pilar would have to get a divorce from him. And Although, she, can you get a divorce from a person who can't sign? Who can't sign? Okay, I don't know. know. I, I can't see how that's possible. Although abandonment. Abandonment, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It has been like several, a bunch of years yeah. at this point. So, I guess, yeah. yeah. So, that was shocking. Yeah. I was, wasn't prepared for that. That was good information, too. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Cranes. Right. Julian and Ivy Crane. Oh, those are their names? I didn't yeah. know their names. Okay, Julian and Ivy Crane. Julian and Ivy Crane are Ethan Crane's parents. Right. And Ivy Crane appears to be the exact same age as Julian. Oh no, they. Sharon, I'm say. Are you trying to say Sharon? No, Ivy Crane appears to be the exact same age as her son. These actors look to be the same age. She looks. She doesn't look much older. She. I will not, say that she doesn't look much older. She could not possibly. She said she has four kids. That's another. That's another tidbit that I don't oh. remember. I don't remember oh, yeah. even having like siblings. I don't. I'm, I'm going to be watching this for the first time, it feels like. Oh. So, um, yeah, Ivy, Ivy definitely looks young. She's definitely too young for Julian. For sure. Um, but Julian's such a creep. Right. Uh. He was awful. Ugh. He did not seem to care at all that Sheridan, when he found out that Sheridan was in the hospital, mm. she's like, dying. Yeah, his first reaction was like, uh, when Ethan told her she had been in a car crash, when Ethan told him that Sheridan had been in a car crash, Julian was like, oh, was she drinking? Was she drinking? What? No. Says Ethan. 
He, and then Julian's like, it's a reasonable question. Right. And Ethan's like, well, most people would ask if my sister was okay. Right, he yeah. He says, well, is my sister okay? It, it was, he's, Julian sucks. Ugh, he's so awful. I, I really, I keep forgetting that Julian is Sheridan's sister. sister. I mean, brother. Brother. Yeah, because he's, he's so cavalier yeah. about the fact that she is dying in the hospital. Like, he does not care at all. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I don't really care either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, Sheridan is so annoying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so over the Princess Diana stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so stupid it's... and pointless. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, Julian calls Sam. Oh, Julian has to right. call Sam Bennett. Because he wants to make sure that there's no outside press coming into Harmony to get the scoop on Sheridan Crane's condition. Which, why would they come to Harmony well, to think, find out? I think it was more about he didn't want bad press surrounding his family. Especially in Harmony because Ethan is supposed to be making that deal with Gwen, Gwen Hodgkiss' right. family that weekend. And so he doesn't want anything to get in the way of whatever that business Okay, so he didn't want the press to come snooping around talking to them, I guess. Mm -hmm. So he calls Sam Bennett, the new chief of police. Right. But when he mentions mentions Sam Bennett's name, Ivy drops her glass. Yeah. Like she is frozen. Something, there's something going on there. There's a history there. There's definitely something there. And then later he asks her, oh, uh, have have you ever met Sam Bennett? And she's like, no. But obviously she has. Yeah. They obviously, they have, obviously like, have done a some stuff together. Turbulent love affair. Something. There's something going on there. Right. So there's, that's going on with the cranes. Uh, at some point, Louise says, I'm a macho, macho man. I just feel like that bears, <laughs> bears stating. Because I thought it was hilarious. Because I'm a macho, macho man. Oh, okay. Oh, since we're on Louise, I also have a note that he had that moment that I feel like most people who have been like on on stage or in film have early on which is like what do I do with my hands oh my god (laughs) (laughs) do you remember that episode of uh, 30 Rock where Jack has to do like a promo and he's like he can't figure out what to do with his hands so he's like should I hold this mug and he's like can I get another mug and he's holding two mugs that's what it felt like Louise really needed two mugs to hold (laughs) he just didn't know what to do with his yeah. hands. It's like all of a sudden you get in front of people or in front of a camera and you realize that you have these two things hanging at your side. You're like, wait, what do I do with these these what with these things? It's like weird robot arms. Yeah. And like, then he had his hands in like clamps. Like, yeah, like little crab claws. Yeah. Hands. Yeah. Oh, it was He funny. was struggling hard. Poor Louise. Poor hot Louise. Who cares? He had his shirt off. That's all I care yeah. about. It, it, honestly, you might not even notice the hands because... He's got some abs going on. Ooh, he is point. He's built. He eventually is on Days of Our Lives. Oh. He, he hooks up with Sammy on Days of Our Lives. Oh, Rafe. He plays Rafe on Sammy. He's still on. He's still on Days of Our Lives, and now he's with Hope. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> At least do, the last time I watched, he was with do, Hope. We're gonna do Days of Our Lives. Oh, absolutely. Days is so good. Anyway, okay. <laughs> moving on. Um. So, yeah, that, that, uh, do we have anything else to say about this um, stupid show today? Not really. I think I got through all of my things. I, I, actually, so. took, I actually took notes today. Lori did her homework today. I did, I did my job. 
Um, yeah, that's it. I think yeah, that's it. I think so, that's it, really. Yeah. Oh, well. What? If we don't like this, we get a little pause so we can okay. cut it. But it really felt like a lot of these scenes, especially between Teresa and Luis, made me feel very uncomfortable. And it felt like it was leading into, like, incest porn. No, like, the I way think... the writing was... It was the acting. It wasn't the writing. Okay. It was the acting. And, like, I know exactly, I know exactly it, what you mean. I, as a person who has seen all of, most of this, I didn't feel uncomfortable because I understand those characters already. Like, I know, but I know exactly what, I know exactly what you mean. Well, part of it was that Luis had no shirt on. Mm-hmm. And they're just in her room. Right. And, and they're very playful. And then she makes the, the comment about, like, when I make love for the first time, I want it to be perfect with like candles and flower petals everywhere. And he kind of like, kind of laughs it off. And he, instead of being like, ugh, I don't want to hear about this. Like, as a, I feel like a brother, like with yeah. my brother said stuff like that. To, when my brother says stuff like that, I'm like, uh, uh, right. uh, uh, it, it was weird. <laughs> because of, she was like, oh, I've heard about. Oh, everyone at high school still talks about you because you laid so much pipe, basically. <laughs> and it's like, what a weird thing to say to your brother. That's <laughs> so yeah. weird. All and the girlfriends then, you had. And then he was like, oh, well, you know, you go on all these dates. It just felt really, <laughs> really weird. I got very yeah. uncomfortable. Okay. I have the heebie-jeebies even kind of talking about it now. I can, I can I see that. I, I just not. know that Teresa and Luis do not have that sort of Good. Thank goodness. I don't care for it. No. Okay. Well, I... And every, but the thing about soap operas, too, is, like, everybody's so good-looking. It's hard to turn the sexual tension off. May, oh, that's you a good You know what point. I mean? Yeah. Everybody's so good-looking that it just makes everything... A little bit more sexual, a little like, steamier. Just, yeah. yeah, there's a little chemistry, no matter like, what. These are two good-looking people in the bedroom. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What else is supposed to happen in this scene? Looking through your, my my future lens. Yeah. I think the '90s were like you know on TV were much calmer than they are now. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like that scene would not exist on television now. Right. He would definitely be wearing a shirt for sure, yeah. and they wouldn't be talking about. Yeah. The, each other, your siblings would not be talking in high school and sh- shortly thereafter about their sex lives with each other. That's just weird. I mean, I think it's weird, but I think other people probably do that. I'm maybe like, close to my maybe like two sisters or like yeah. a couple brothers, but like one, a brother, I don't know. Yeah, brother and a sister is a little bit weirder. Maybe I'm wrong. It's odd. Maybe I'm just, maybe like, maybe I'm wrong and like other families are just more, no. much more open-minded no, about it. But. It's odd. It is odd. But all right. That's it for our Passions podcast.